Wait, wait, why are you checking both legs? This is a huge Do you not know what leg you wanted on yet? Here we go. Are we doing this? We're doing it. Okay. All right. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Play the music. <laughs> there we go. Are you singing along? Yeah, but you can't tell because I'm wearing a mask. Welcome to Howie Mandel Does Stuff. I'm Howie Mandel. I'm Jacqueline Schultz, his daughter. And Al Yankovic is here. Hey, Howie. Yankovic. Hey, Jacqueline. Hi. No, it's Vic, actually. Uh, uh, Yankovic. Yes. Yes. Weird. You dropped the weird. Well, no, it's still there. It's it's like when, when, I, when I'm uh, behind the camera and when, when I'm writing or directing or producing, it's just Al Yankovic. But in front, it's weird Al Yankovic. Really? Even yeah. when you're directing, it's Al Yankovic. Yeah. Like nobody just says Al. <laughs> you can, like Paul Simon says, you can call me Al. Yes. Wow, if, if you choose. There's your next parody. Did you parody that song? Uh, no, we, we do that sometimes uh, just a straight cover song on, on our live show just for fun. I find you incredibly fascinating, and uh, we worked together, I think, 40 years ago. You know, I was going to say, we, uh, you opened for me at the Starlight Amphitheater in Burbank in 1984. Yes, and I have the backstage pass. Somebody just gave it to me last week, and that's why. And and in on your movie in on Roku, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a scene where uh, Led Zeppelin is it Led Zeppelin? Yeah, yeah. Like Led Zeppelin wants to reform, but they'll only do it if they can open for me. And Daniel Radcliffe, as me, says, "Yeah, no, uh, I already offered Howie Mandel the gig, so we yeah, hard right pass here. on Zeppelin." You, yeah, you have the clip. <laughs> yeah, he has yeah, the clip. Yes, some great calls. Uh, very interesting. Led Zeppelin uh, is thinking about getting back together, but they say the only way they'll do it is if they can open up for you on tour. I mean, well, that's sweet, but yeah, I already offered the gig to Howie Mandel, so. So? <laughs> so? 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 You know how much play I got from that? Do you know how many calls I got from that? Do you know how many? That movie went through the roof for Roku. And there's, see, there's a negative truth in the movie. There's a few things we took creative liberty with, but, you know, I had, I had to, like, brag about my Howie Mandel connection. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. You're saying negative truth. You didn't turn down Led Zeppelin for me? I, I think Please. it might have been Aerosmith. I don't know. Oh, okay. I forget. I forget. I'm a little hazy on the uh, early 80s. And, you know, we also worked together on another project. So I'm a fascinated because you're like me. You know, I have my, my um, manager is my best friend since we were 13, Michael Rotenberg, and I'm with Three Arts if you want to hire me. Okay. Um, <laughs> but everybody I work with, my managers, my, my producers, my children, you know, have been with me for a long time. Jay. <laughs> Yes. Jay, your Jay, Levy. Jay Levy, your manager, was your manager that night in 1984. Yes. yes. And before that, the reason that Jay had called me, or maybe that you knew of me, you did a show called, we did a show called The Fun Zone. He produced. Yes. yes. On NBC. That which, was that was supposed to take over Saturday Night Live. Right. At the time. <laughs> at the time, they wanted to take over Saturday Night Live. If Brandon Tartikoff sat in the audience. Remember him and uh -huh. his wife sat in the audience. We did it at NBC. It was called the Fun Zone. So yeah. That was the first time I got to meet you, actually, and that was before 1984. And I, I also found years before then. I mean, I, I used to go to the, the comedy clubs around LA, and you always blew me away. So yeah. I but was I was a, a fan. fan of yours when I like you, you know I, I know a lot about you, and I know a lot about your history. But you were a big fan of Doctor Demento yes. too before that. I think that's your launching pad. Oh, absolutely, that, yeah. Right. So the Doctor Demento show, is he still? Alive? He is. He is. He's he's not on terrestrial radio, but he still does a show uh, from his living room on like drdemento.com. So he's still doing it. He really is. Oh yeah. So, and he was on Fun Zone too, I think. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, but I used to listen, and uh, I think it was late Sunday nights in Toronto. It was a syndicated show, The Dr. Demento Show. Are you familiar with The Dr. Demento Show? Nope. So, it was the only place where you can hear like crazy songs and parodies. And uh, and there's, if I said the names of the people to you, you probably wouldn't know who Spike they are. Spike Jones, Alan yeah. Sherman, Tom Lehrer, Stan Freeberg. All those no? names. No, no, no. None, none, none of those were <laughs> No, okay. They were all like really funny songs. And then this kid, you're younger than me. So you were like 15 or 16. Years. Yeah, about then. Yeah, you're about 15, 16. He does a parody. What was the first uh, parody you well, did? I mean, the first thing he ever, the first thing Dr. Tim ever played was a, uh, an original song. It was a love song about my car called Belvedere Cruising. But uh, the, the first parody that really hit big was My Bologna. My Bologna. Yeah, and then he became big from that. You know, my, my, the knack, my Sharona. Do you know what that is? I know my Sharona, yeah. Okay, oh, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, and, 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 and then the rest is history. But it's not really because I thought, like, on, on, um, radio, traditionally, you know, like some of the DJs would always do, like, little parodies right. and stuff. But you made it 
like an art form where that became, <laughs> you know, they always had submissions from different people, but you made it a, I was fascinated how it became a career. And I felt, and maybe that's just my perspective, that some of these parodies, you know, surpassed the original well, <laughs> but you are, this is, I'm going to give you some stats before we talk about it. You have been, um, for the, I think you're one of three artists, including Madonna and Michael Jackson, that have had hits on the, on, uh, Top 40 for the last four decades. Yes. Yeah. Well, I it, listen to your songs more than I listen to the originals, and I love the originals from the Presidents of the United States of America, and she's, she's uh gump gump right yeah i listened to that all the time oh, when nice. i was younger yeah it's, how, it's funny that you mentioned that some of my songs surpassed the original and, and it, it, it cracks me up but it, it actually is true that in australia where i'm heading shortly um uh eat it uh went to number one my only number one single anywhere uh and in the same country beat it by michael jackson only went to number three so no way yeah. yes. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. <laughs> because people would rather eat it than beat it. Well, <laughs> I'll take your word And the that. music videos were incredible, too. They were well, yeah. A lot of them were verbatim, uh, you know, takeoffs on the original ones. Yeah. But you directed, didn't you You direct them? or? Uh, well, Jay Levy, my manager, directed most of the, my videos in the 80s. And, and uh, after that, I started directing my own. Yeah. yeah and writing. Yeah. Yeah. So you, um, have you had any, were there any... Um, I was always fascinated that you would go to the artist because you were really a, a nice person. <laughs> you know, you would go to the artist and say, this is my idea, this is what I want to do, and I want your blessing. Uh, if for those of you who aren't in the business, you don't have to do that. Parody is legal. Well, it's always a gray area. I mean, you can usually get away with it, but, you know, we live in a very litigious world, and I don't want anybody, you know, to, to sue me, or, you know, in some cases, like, I don't want to be involved in a drive-by shooting, you know. That, <laughs> that's all, That's never fun. Never fun. Uh, so, yeah, I always get the, the blessing of the original songwriters and, and the artists to make sure that they're cool with what I do. Do you tell them, do you record it and then play it for no. them and say this is okay, or you just tell them this is my idea? No, no it, it's, it's a lot of work. Even writing the song I, I don't even want to go through the trouble of writing a whole song if they're going to turn it down so basically i'll come up with a high concept an idea like here i, I want to do a parody of your song and here's my general concept and if they're fine with it then i'll go through the trouble of writing a song but if they just say we hate comedy leave us alone then i then i will so is there anyone that's come after the fact and said never mind we change our mind or they see it and they're like we're not into no. it or they get offended? No, I, I mean, I, it, there's no surprises. I mean, I'm not trying to make anybody look bad. I'm not yeah. trying to surprise anybody. I know I said I was going to do this, but instead the whole song is about how you're a horrible person. I mean, it, I don't do any of that. It's, it's all meant in good fun and, and it's not mean-spirited. And I've never had anybody uh, sorry <laughs> that they gave me their <laughs> blessing. But did you call Did you call Michael Jackson and say, I know you got beat it, I want to eat it? Like, did you say that to Michael? <laughs> not, not directly, but my peeps talked to him. His peeps and there there is in fact a a document an actual legal document with my signature next to michael jackson's signature saying we are the co-writers of eat it oh so because he wrote the music obviously. oh you give them credit you Do they well, get yes of course it's, it's michael's music so it's like my my lyrics his music so did he make a lot of money on that oh he made the big bucks off of me man <laughs> did he yeah he, he made enough to buy the other glove that's how much money michael jackson made off of me can you give us an idea of what he made? <laughs> you don't have to tell us. I what don't he know. Made. No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, he, I, I can't even guess. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he does, doesn't need the pocket change he made off well, of Edith. He's, he's dead. <laughs> he doesn't need what? the pocket change. Oh, <laughs> what a way to find Edith. Dude, that, what a horrible what a, way to find out. Surprise. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize that you oh, weren't man. informed. <sighs> Al. Al is also, uh, we were just talking beforehand and somebody asked you, were you a, a real mu musician? And I think you are. Um, Thank uh, you, Howie. Thanks for the vote of confidence. <laughs> well, you're not just a, 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 I think you're a musician and a comedian and an entertainer and a, and a writer topping. and a dessert topping. Yeah. What is a Yankovic? <laughs> what? If you want to put. It's a creamy swirl. You're, You're a, a creamy, creamy swirl? swirl? Creamy, creamy swirl. No, that's what I said. What oh. did you think I said? <laughs> queenie swirl. A queenie a swirl. A queenie swirl. That's a whole different dessert. <laughs> but uh, as opposed to Al's the... Al is a queenie swirl. What? Al is a queenie swirl. Al is a queenie swirl. I could be. Really? That's a parody of the a creamy swirl. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wait, what makes you a creamy swirl? <laughs> 
A queenie squirrel? No. Okay, or that. What makes you a creamy squirrel? I, you have to ask Howie. He's the one who said it. No. What I can't wait now is to see this podcast because it does play on YouTube. And Jeremy <laughs> always takes things that people say and he'll find an image for it. So I can't wait to see a queenie squirrel. <laughs> right, Jeremy? Yeah. yeah thumbs it. up. You have a lot of fans here today. Oh, nice. Yes. Hey, guys. Big fans. <laughs> um, when... Um, you started out, you were like a kid. You're Embryo, from here. fetus, yeah. I'm not going to go back to okay. the creamy squirrel. Okay. That's the creamy swirl. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, what, what I was saying was uh, I read that um, a guy came door to door uh, to sell music lessons. Yeah, yeah. I've never even heard of a door-to-door music lesson salesman. It's hard to think of anybody going door-to-door nowadays, but this is like the mid-60s, so I guess at the time it was still... Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I have been around for a long time. I'm older than you. I've talked to a lot of people, not one, and I talked to, and my friends with a lot of musicians and a lot of people in the business. Nobody has ever uh, told me about the fact that uh, they weren't interested in music, and then a guy came to the door. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I just found out about this uh, since her passing, but Judy Tenuta started the same way. Somebody came to her house offering accordion lessons, and that's why she played accordion. The same, the same guy. Is this accordion? <laughs> I guess it was guy. hard to get kids to show up for accordion <laughs> lessons, so you go door to door because that. But that that's pretty interesting. So he came to the door. Uh, you were he offered either guitar or accordion. Yes. But your parents uh, thought that the accordion would be better for you to ensure that you would get uh, meet ladies. That's exactly right. You're the life of every party when you play the accordion. Well, Who wouldn't guitars, want an accordion to play in your house? Guitars were for riffraffs. Yes. Delinquents. Yeah. <laughs> and also, many, wells. and then, you know, you see guys who are trying to be cool playing the air guitar at a party. You don't see people playing a lot of air no. accordion. <laughs> well, <laughs> Trump, Trump does that. Oh, you're right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you took accordion lessons. Did you ever, I feel like you, most people uh, like have this aspiration or they have a, a, a dream of wanting to, do, like at that time, did you know you wanted to be in show business? I know you no. went to school. You're an architect. Are you an architect? Uh, well, I, I got my degree in architecture. That doesn't make me an architect. Uh, but I went to college. I got my degree. And I never really thought, certainly not as a kid, I never thought I'd have anything uh, remotely to do with show business in my adult life. Uh, and yeah, it, it just kind of boggles my mind that it, things worked out this way because, you know, I never would have thought, you know, given my skill set <laughs> right. as an accordion playing weirdo, that that would somehow translate into pop culture success. <laughs> Now, weirdo. You say a weirdo. Were you a weirdo as a kid? Well, kind of. I mean, I was a, like a, an alpha nerd. I was like one of these kind of guys that you would not want to be hanging around with uh, at recess or at the lunch table. Uh, I was a straight-A student. I was valedictorian. I was one of these smart kids with very uh, poor social skills. So, yeah, I, I'd consider myself a weirdo. Were you bullied? Were you... A little bit. I mean, you know, I, I, I never, like, got really beat up or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I got It's hard up. to hit a guy I, with an accordion. It's, it's true. It's, it's a good defense mechanism. <laughs> right. So you were, were you a happy kid? Yeah, generally. I mean, it was a, my parents were very supportive and it was a nice home life. My, my, my mother was extremely protective. Uh, so it was a very sheltered childhood. Are you an only child? So far, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you so the, the, you're playing accordion you go to school you're a val victorian you're doing great just for fun you're you're listening to dr demento and you write parodies about your car right you know and you send it in with no aspiration that this is going to be a career just be a fun thing to do right yeah i mean you always have your pipe dreams and you, you have your fantasies but never in my wildest dreams did i think that i would actually do what i'm currently doing for a living did your parents know that like so then you sent in another song which was uh, my bologna mm -hmm. and that thing took off when you say it took off you recorded that and Dr. Demento played it, right? Yeah, it, you, it, it was literally recorded in in a in the, a public bathroom, like like in the movie, which is right. one of the few things that's true in the movie. But yeah, that I was sending that tape, and that actually uh, became an actual hit on the Dr. Demento show. It got uh, 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 sent all around the world, and uh, and it, it was recorded in a bathroom, just me and the accordion. But it became a viral hit. And back then, being a viral hit back then from the bathroom, do you get paid for that? No. <laughs> <laughs> but but I got you know I I got uh, uh, the people at school saying oh I heard heard your my Bologna songs so I became a a campus celebrity of sorts uh, but no the checks are not rolling in um, I I actually got that song released on Capitol Records uh, because uh, the Knack played Cal Poly where I was going to school 
and uh, I went backstage to meet the guys in the band. I uh, don't know how I got in. I kind of snuck in, and I went up to, to Doug Figer, the lead singer, and I said, hey, uh, my name's Al Yankovic, and oh, you're the My Bologna guy. And he turns to his right, and he says, hey, you should put this guy out on Capitol Records. And the guy to his right happened to be Rupert Perry, the then vice president of Capitol Records, who just happened to be at this show. So as, as a lark, they put out My Bologna, the original bathroom recording, on Capitol Records, so even though I mean, when they put it out, what does that mean? Did they make a? Did they, they? I don't know what that they, means. They, they, uh, <laughs> we wrote up a, a contract. I think I got paid a flat sum of five hundred dollars for the master to my Bologna, and uh, you know, I don't know how many copies they pressed up. It they came out Christmas Eve, nineteen seventy nine, officially, and sold five copies. I don't know how many, uh, but it, you know, it it didn't make any kind of. Uh, you know, splash in the industry, but it was a big deal for me because I got taken around the Capitol Records Tower and introduced to all the secretaries, like, here's our newest artist. It was all all very tongue-in-cheek, but I was saying, you know, oh, this is where the, the Beatles put out their records. This right. is like a cool thing. And that that's that's exactly what got me thinking, yeah, this would be a lot more fun than being an architect. Maybe I should think about this. So what is the next move? Uh, well, I, I got a job working in a mailroom, actually. At Westwood, Westwood One, one where, yeah. where, where the syndicated Dr. Demento. But that was just, and what was the thought there? Was the thought there to, to be to, at a radio station? Or? Well, that was that was, a, that was a nice bonus. Mostly it was to pay for my macaroni and cheese because I, I had to live. Uh, but yeah, I, and I was like. You had so, already graduated college? Yes, yeah. Uh, so it was just a couple of years where I'm just like toiling away at a day job. And in the meantime, I'm why didn't you get a job at an architect company or a, didn't want to, I mean, I just kind of, once I graduated, I, I just kind of wanted to get as far away from architecture as possible. And what were, were your, your parents? Was your parents supportive of your decision not to go into architecture and to go? Yeah. yeah I, you know, they, uh, they were always very supportive. I mean, um, they they weren't upset that the, uh, you know their kid now didn't want anything to do with the degree he'd just gotten, uh, but my mother did give me some sage words, words of advice. She said, "Stay out of Hollywood. There are evil people there," <laughs> and she's not wrong. Uh, but they were—I think they're were a little nervous. But but they knew that I was a, a pretty adult-minded and uh, you know grounded kid, and I wasn't going to do anything too stupid. So, so you're you're at uh, Westwood One. They take you in to meet the people at Capitol Records. You met all the secretaries. Did they sign you to a deal? Well, the deal was for one single, and and they never. I'm sure they never uh, anticipated me giving them anything beyond that. I mean, I, I started sending them things like, "How about this one? Why don't you put this out?" It's like, "Yeah, no, we we did you already. I think we're done." So they they certainly didn't think I would have a 40 year long career. They thought, "Okay, one and done. Thanks, thanks very much." So at this point in your life, you don't think you have a career. You're just doing, you're, you have a job and you have some fun little highlights. So what is the next thing? Uh, I, I keep writing songs. I keep uh, doing stuff for, for Dr. Demento. And, uh, and I kept putting myself out there. And, uh, you know, some local radio stations in L.A. would play some of my homemade parodies and uh, made enough of a buzz that uh, at one or two record companies were uh, semi-interested and finally got signed to Scotty Brothers in 1982. And was that, was that uh, financially enough for you to leave your, your day job, right? It was. I mean, barely. Uh, you know, they, they they didn't give me a big pile of money and say, "Congratulations, you're a recording artist." It was. They signed me to a ten album deal. Ten albums. And, and that and that sounds that sounds like a, a lot, and it is. But it wasn't like we are going to put out ten albums. That was just a, like a draconian situation where it's like, if by some complete fluke you happen to have a long career, we've got you. We've got you for all these records. But I don't think even they thought that I would finish my contract. Did you finish that contract? I did, and they tacked on four more uh, when we renegotiated. So I, I uh, it wound up being a 14-album deal. It took me 32 years to fulfill my recording contract, which I did in 2014. But when you renew and you sign a new contract, you're obviously able to ask for way more than the previous 10, right? That is correct. Yeah, that's why you renegotiate. Yeah. Because the, the first deal I signed was just a bad deal, but it was sort of like, do you want to take this deal or do you want to keep working in the mailroom? But that you couldn't renegotiate the deal. That's 10 albums. That bad deal was for 10 albums. Right. So the only way they'd renegotiate it is if I added extra albums to the deal. So right. But were you able to make a living and live off of what you were doing on the 10 albums? Oh, I guess yeah. you had live performing and you had yeah. that. You, no, I mean, it, it wasn't nothing. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was enough to live off of, but you know, I, I certainly, you know, didn't, uh, 
you know, I, I wasn't rich. I wasn't making a lot of money. There was a, a brief window of time, like in the mid nineties where I actually had a good record deal and people were still buying records. <laughs> you know? and there's all like, I made most of my money, like between 1996 and 1998, I think. Right. And right now it's a problem. I don't really understand the music business that much, but you know, at the time or at those times people were buying records right. and you can make money in buying records. And now people are, and you seem to have pivoted to digital so yeah. they, so they can stream and download. Is that, is that, uh, is that lucrative? Well, you know, it's, it's mostly, I mean, I to, to this day I make most of my money, uh, through touring and merchandise. I mean, I make some money, uh, from, from recordings, but, um, it's, you know, it's it, streaming is very little, you know, you, you hear about people like, Oh, I had 5 billion streams. I made $300, you know, right. It's, it's, it's not a, you know, it's not nothing, but it's not what it should be. And do you continue to, um, listen to, I, I don't know how you find, like when you used to parody, like beat it was yeah. like, uh, you know, it was everywhere and that was everybody knew that was the hit right. i find that now with uh you know um spotify and things like that you yeah. got you have your own you can be very com compartmentalized yeah, exactly where i don't know what top 40 is anymore well that's one of my other big problems now i mean um uh, back in the 80s, there was more of a, like a monoculture. Like everybody watched MTV. Everybody knew what the hits were. A lot of the radio stations were playing the same thing. And now, yeah, there, there's all these uh, options. Uh, so if you're into a very specific subgenre of music, you can listen to that satellite radio channel uh, or just focus, laser focus on whatever you really, really like, which is good in a way, but also, you know, I, I miss the day of top 40 radio when you could listen to a channel and be exposed to, to country and, and R&B and rock and you know everything and i think it you know made it, us as a culture a bit more well-rounded and i, I kind of miss those days and it makes it harder for you to kind of choose something that's gonna but though there are yeah. things that rise no, to the top of course like, i can't imagine what a parody an al yankovic parody of wet ass pussy would be <laughs> <laughs> that'd be better as a polka maybe we'll see yeah. <laughs> that's actually that. done <laughs> done but it should just <laughs> i don't I, but there are things that do rise to the top are you still writing are you still releasing not as much yeah, a, a bit i mean i i haven't really done any uh straight up parodies for a while but i've done some original songs there's a new original song in the movie uh and and you know every now and then so i haven't been look super prolific since my last album came out i've been uh you know working on the movie working on uh, various other projects and touring a lot uh so i i haven't stopped doing it but I've, I've just slowed down and do you like doing original songs that you write as equally or do you like that better than having to do a parody is there more i like them both i mean they're, they're two different mindsets um and doing doing the the parodies uh, is not as much work because you don't have to write the music, obviously. Uh, but there's sort of more pressure because uh, people really attach a lot of importance to like a new weird Al parody. Um, so it's a, it's a bit of a trade off. But but lately I've been writing more originals just because I get you know asked to do various projects. Like John Oliver asked me to write a a, a song uh, for for uh, uh, North Korea to to ask them not to not to bomb us. Right. So I did that, and uh, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda had me do the Hamilton Polka. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've done a few projects here and there, but um, you know, I've got I've got a lot of time after this next tour, so maybe I'll I'll figure out something new. <laughs> but these guys are calling you and asking you to do things. You went from like the 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 um the fringe to you are like mainstream, and that's amazing. <laughs> and not only that, and relevant at this point after all these years, it's been over forty years also for you. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of strange for me to to be considered part of the mainstream because I started out as such an outsider, right. like this this punk kid like making fun of all the people on the on the in the inner circle. You know, you're the inner. <laughs> Circle, and now, yeah, I'm now, I'm now I'm going to the same parties and the award shows, and I'm like rubbing elbows with the people I'm making fun of. So it's a little, a little it's better than a different dynamic. Hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Does your kid want to do this? No, my uh, my daughter Nina, she's uh, she's a sophomore in college. She's uh, majoring in uh, environmental science. Right. So she's gonna save the world for us, uh, and and she's taking harp lessons. So maybe she'll be like a, a harp. Very famous harp player. That's like the one instrument we never had in the house. We had we had drums and guitars and accordions, anything you could think of, except for harp, which is what she's now playing. Wow. And <laughs> is it, does your wife uh, play an instrument? Uh, no. 
No, she she does. I get. I think she took uh, she took uh, violin lessons when she was a little kid, which she hated. And she won't even sing around me. The she, violin, the yeah. harp, and the accordion yeah. all in one house is super like, group. Did yeah. your daughter think you were really cool growing up? Were you like the cool dad? I I, I guess. I mean, you know, she uh, she's got a pretty good attitude. She was she's never starstruck by anybody, uh-huh. uh, but she's also not jaded. So she it's just sort of like her normal life. Like, oh yeah, my dad's weird Al. Yeah, my that's dad's my life. Weird Al. <laughs> Is it weird when she brought people home? Is she dating? Uh, she she's had one or two boyfriends. Um, and then they come in and meet Weird Al. What is that yeah. like? I, I remember after my, my first handshake after the uh, pandemic was meeting the guy that she took to uh, the senior prom. So it's one of these weird things where like I meet him and he extends his hand and I go, oh, I guess we're doing this. Hi, nice to meet you. That's like every moment at my house. <laughs> <laughs> <You just laughs> That's fantastic. Are you are you an overprotective father? I try not to be because, you know, I, you, you try to correct what was wrong with your own life. So I, I try to, uh, you know, let her live her own life. But and, you had a, a good relationship you had a really good oh upbringing. yeah oh absolutely and and again like my daughter is like very smart and very grounded and i i trust she's not gonna do anything super stupid i was also not to bring it down a little bit but i also was fascinated with the your um your amazing words in the tragedy of the loss of your parents who uh you know died in a fire right in the well uh, uh Carbon, uh, carbon monoxide. Yeah. Yeah. They lit up. They didn't have the flu. Moment, yeah. Right. And they both, and you were in the midst of a tour Yeah, and made the decision in that moment and that night to not leave the tour. You just continued like even that night doing a show. I don't know how, but yeah, that seemed like monumental, uh, strength and, you know, it's it's something I would not have wanted to do. Uh, I, w- I would have rather just like crawled into a hole and not not seen anybody for for a month. Uh, but I was the fact was I was on the middle in the middle of a tour, and you know a lot of people are depending on me. I've got a whole band and whole crew that you know they they made sacrifices to be part of the tour. I've got a lot of people that bought tickets that were you know in their seats, and you know I I didn't want to disrupt everybody else's life, so I I tried to you know just suck it up and and try to you know it was, it was a lot of um kind of denial like pretending like everything was okay to go out on stage and you know smile and do a comedy show and you know even though like inside i was just crumbling um so yeah it was not it was not uh, <laughs> an easy thing to get through but i, I, I but did also amazing um it kind of speaks to who you are and it was kind of you know i i remember reading about it when it happened and i and i remember like i i kept thinking and i'm i don't think i'm alone is i would not be able to i wish i could do that you are an amazing human being for just the, your ability to do that you know and when when you speak it of uh, such loss and personal tragedy the ability to even for a moment think about other people to think about you know, your band, the people you work with, the people that are depending on you. And then again, last but not least, maybe this can distract me for a moment and get me out of the darkness. But you thought of other people at that time kind of speaks volumes to the man they raised. It's a great legacy for your parents that you were able to do that. Yeah, thanks. It was a uh... It was one of those kind of things. I, I, I'm kind of a the show must go on kind of guy, and also I, I don't like to put people out. And and I didn't even want people to really know about it. I figured I want to keep this, you know, misery to myself and not have people not walk out on stage and have people feeling sorry for me because it's a comedy show. I didn't want. Did they be, know? Did that audience well, that night? It was big news. Well, I remember. I knew that that was the thing. It was like I I was thinking it was going to be a very quiet thing, and I was not even going to tell the the. The crew. I was just gonna like. I didn't want people walking on eggshells around me. But like within an hour, it was like worldwide news. Right. So people knew about it. So I I, I had to address it. I had to, you know. Uh, I think we put something up on a screen saying that tonight's performance is dedicated to the memory of of my parents. Uh, so we we addressed it, and then we just kind of had to move on and do a comedy show. And I, I think, you know, it was, it, it was nice for me because I got a lot of love and support from the fans. I mean, people knew what I was putting myself through, even just to be there, to be on stage. Uh, and, and I, I really felt an extra dose of love coming from people. And, and, uh, again, it's not something that I would have chosen to do no. to perform <laughs> in that context, but, but it, it was cathartic for me. It, it really, you know, you know, it meant a lot to me to, to know that people were, you know, supporting me and grieving with me and, 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 and helping me get through it. 
but they got the good news is they got to see your success. They yes. got to and, yes. and they and, and meet my my child and as meet, well. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, and you know you have uh, you know you know and and I didn't want to bring this down, but I think that the the humor and uh, the the stamina of being able to keep this career going for so long uh, is is great. But also the the I don't know that people know or even but I kind of and I don't. But between the lines, you seem like an amazing human being, and you're a good person. You've been in this business for all this time. You are. Uh, you you don't do drugs. You don't do bad things. The things your mother warned you about from Hollywood, <laughs> you, you've kind of stayed away from. Yeah. I, I don't know how you were able to. Was there ever attempt to just? Or are are you religious? Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I it's just the way I was raised. I mean, I don't even swear. I I'm I'm pretty pretty straight laced so i mean that's that's kept me out of trouble i suppose but you don't swear no a lot of people heck no (laughs) heck no a lot of people go against what they were raised as you know like Uh a lot of people will come from really um religious families or conservative families and then just break free and do the complete opposite so that's not something that was tempting to you at all not so much i mean um you know I, i hear about people like you know that were raised vegan and then they get away from home and like i'm gonna eat at mcdonald's every day yeah. you know but you no know, i i wasn't like rebelling in that sense i mean um you're vegan right uh yeah vegan slash vegetarian I, I i cheat on the dairy every now and then but yeah um how yeah. long have you been doing that uh early 90s 92 maybe why um i read a, a friend of mine gave me a book uh called diet for new america and i read it and it, it made sense from a you know social political and health re uh perspective and uh, it made a good argument so i said okay I'll, I'll do it and just like that boom yeah pretty much wow is that your is- family also vegan um yeah mostly um uh, my wife goes back and forth i mean she's currently vegetarian when, when she when she got pregnant uh she started eating meat because she was craving it she'd see a billboard for like prime rib and go oh i gotta have that like who are you what happened where's my wife <laughs> that's what happened to me i was vegetarian for six years and then i got pregnant and that was it uh-huh. i had burgers yep <laughs> yeah. i didn't eat meat for 30 years and then i had a hot but dog why what was that I you didn't know. eat red meat, but why? I don't know. Did you forget? You I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. And now that I started eating meat, my memory is so much better. Yeah. And now I remember I didn't like just eating vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> but that's terrible. But but I, but you have a lot of discipline. That kind of is that kind of speaks to who your character is too. Have you ever just wanted to? Because we all have who have been in this business have these dips and. Like right now, you're riding a really nice wave. That movie is through the roof. Um, your concerts are doing great. You're off to Australia, but I'm sure there's been like quiet times. Did you ever want to give up or think about I'm maybe doing something else? Or? Well, I, it, it took me a while to realize that uh, ca- careers generally have peaks and valleys. Like like in the '80s, I was putting out an album every year because I just couldn't believe I had a career. I couldn't believe like people were buying my records and I was getting getting to do that for a living. I just didn't want people to forget about me. Uh, so uh, so it, you know, my my first big dip. I think my fourth album didn't sell as well as my third album. I was like, oh no, my career's over. I thought it was like one big bell curve and I was on my way to, you know, anonymity. Uh, But I've I've had a lot of peaks and valleys in my career. So um, a saying that I I like to use is is try to be the climate, not the weather. Like don't get all freaked out. Don't be too full of yourself if you're at a peak and don't get too depressed when you're in a valley. Just try to keep an even keel because, you know, everything kind of averages out over the long run. It really does. It really does. But it's kind of with people like you who have to, uh, and, and maybe me, who have to be, it's hard to be creative in the valley. Yeah. I, I think yeah. because you're so discouraged or you feel like there's something We're about- We're doing the show in the valley. So why are you doing it here? <laughs> I see what you did there. You see what he did there? There is a- he, because we're literally in the valley. Yeah, Got people it. don't know Got that. It. Van Nuys, California, the San Fernando Valley. Wow, it's a joke on location. <laughs> Is there something that you that you wrote the movie? Do you want to write more film? Do you like that process? Yeah, oh, I, I love it. Yeah, I, I've never like not wanted to do movies i mean ever since uhf came out in 1989 which is like th- over 30 years ago. yeah 33 ish and uh it tanked at the box office has gone on to become a, a cult classic and and beloved by fans but it did not burn up the uh the, the box office uh so it, it's always been tough for me to uh come back from that and and this new movie 
is, is my first movie since then. And, and now people are going, oh, it's actually good. So hopefully, you know, there'll be more. But you have written and produced a lot of things. You had your own TV show on... Um, Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. Like, was it the same time as Bobby's World? Or was it at the yes, same time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was the same time. Yeah, so so you, the Weird Al show on CBS. Yes. So you wrote it and starred in it. I, I was one of the writers, yeah, and uh, starred in it. Yeah, it was, it, that was a tough one to do because uh, we sold that uh, because we agreed to be part of the FCC management mandate uh that this would be an educational show what did you learn uh very little <laughs> yeah because when we were pitching it like we were in the room and they were loving it and they're saying ah, we love this show but we're only buying educational programs and we said oh this is educational <laughs> so we, we had to have a, a lesson quote unquote uh for every show uh, which uh, which we were forced to ram down kids' throats. So it it was a very schizophrenic show in that there was some stuff that I thought was really funny and that I enjoyed doing, and there was some stuff which we were under duress to, to include. So and and there actually the uh, the the commentary if you got the, the the DVD the commentary is probably funnier than the actual show because it's me and the producers just going like oh I can't believe we had to do this. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah. So you don't think of it? Uh, you don't think upon it kindly like it's not a, a mixed good... i mean I, again there's some it, it, i could put together clips from the show that i think are great and there are a lot of parts of the show where i kind of wince a bit is there something that you haven't done or that you did before and you're not doing now that you want to do mm, um I, I not that it comes to are you thinking of something in particular no are you <laughs> <laughs> no but what i was what i, what I was saying was because you seem to you've written you directed you've uh, hosted you know your own shows do you want to do more film i'm saying it could be something you have done yeah. like uh, do you do you think uh, beyond today like is there a dream is there something more i i've been so lucky to do everything that i've done so far in my life i mean i'd like to continue doing all of it uh there, there's not really any real bucket list thing that I haven't done yet. Um, I, I'm just grateful I'm still here and just doing what I love to do. Do you write every day? Do you, like when you no. get up, what it was, so what do you do? What do you, what do you do when you're not doing what we see you're doing? What do, do you have a hobby? Yeah. I, I'm, there's no like normal day for me. There's no typical day. Cause it depends if I'm on the road or if I'm in, you know, uh, doing a big project or I'm just like hanging at home with my wife. Do you have a collection? Mm. Stamp collection. No, you know, I, well, I, I'm a bit of a hoarder. Uh, well, that's not a collection. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I used no, to know hoarder's mine. It is a collection. Yeah, I mean, I used to collect Hawaiian shirts. Uh, that used to be right. on, my con on my concert writer. Like, if you do Al does a show, you have to supply one really tacky Hawaiian shirt. So I wound up with hundreds and hundreds of shirts. And, and where then, are those today? Well, uh, some of them I have, but when I got married, my my wife went through my storage locker and said, "Okay, this stays, this goes, this goes." <laughs> and she, uh, I think on we, eBay, we you could have made a fortune. Well, you know, that would have taken a while. We we gave like literally like seven or eight hundred uh, Hawaiian shirts to Goodwill. To uh, Goodwill? Yeah. Oh, wow. So so uh, there are people walking around. With... So a lot of people uh, that we think are homeless are just big... Uh, big Weird Al fans. Weird yeah. Al fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Do, do you... Uh, so there is nothing. You don't make models. You don't... Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, in my free time, I, I, I surf the internet and play video games and stuff like that. I just, I'm like 14 years old. What is your video game? Are you a oh, Fortnite gosh. player? Uh, not Fortnite. What do I do? It's uh, a little bit of Grand Theft Auto and God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn and that kind of stuff. My son, too. Yeah. Her son's five. <laughs> six. 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 <laughs> six. I'm six years old <laughs> at heart. <laughs> That's fantastic. Do you, um, what do you listen to? What kind of music do you listen to? Um, I'm a little out of touch these days. I, I kind of listen to whatever my daughter listens to in the car. She's got the Oggs. As they say, the okay. auxiliary cord. So she she turns me on to like a lot of a lot of new music. So um, I yeah nowadays now that I'm not like focused so much in the Billboard charts, I listen to uh, stuff that I used to listen to in college. You know, because that's or, like my comfort my comfort food is like. Listen, who listen. did you listen to in college? You know, a lot of British invasion bands. The you know the the Beatles and Stones and the Kinks and the Who and a lot of uh, new wave like uh, Oingo Boingo and Devo and Talking Heads and B52s and you know REM and you probably met a lot of these people and. Uh, Oh, with years, sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, uh, what movies, what is the last movie you saw that you loved? That I saw? Oh, gosh. Um, Don't tell me one that you haven't seen that, that you, you loved. loved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, 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 I'm very uh, glad that everything everywhere 
Everywhere, everything all at once is is doing a doing yeah. so well. I'm a big fan of that. Jamie Lee Curtis is a friend of mine, so I'm thrilled she got her Oscar nomination. Fantastic. Um, uh, you're friends with her? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when she's like my wife's best friend. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So you see her a lot. Wow. You and are you friends with uh, her husband, Christopher? Yes. Yeah. I I love his movies. He's the best. He's the best. He is. Have you ever? Uh, he doesn't really make movies anymore or do too much anymore he, he, he slowed down too uh yes. but I'm, I'm sure he's still got something you guys like, would be a great collaboration a christopher yeah. guest al yankovic movie. absolutely i would go see that <laughs> best in parody best in best in parody i love it is uh do you hang with a lot of hollywood people i don't know i <laughs> No, but I don't hang with many people. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a homebody, so I don't go to like a, a lot of parties and, and get-togethers. But you know, a lot of my friends are in the biz or in comedy. So, uh, uh, and I still have some of the same friends that I had in, in college, like my friend Joel. I've known since college, so one of my closest friends. But yeah, well, the guy you wrote the movie with and and Eric he directed Rappel. and yeah. he isn't that a you guys have been. If you worked together for a long time, well, I, I met he him. He bought he bought Funny or Die, right? Or no, 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 no. no. He worked for Funnier Die. He worked for Funnier. Yeah, so I, I actually met him uh, when he did the first Weird the Al Yankovic Story fake video trailer back in 2010. Uh, so he approached me and said, hey, I want to do this, you know, fake bit, uh, doing like a dramatic version of your life. And what do you think? And I was like, that's genius. And by the way, let's collaborate on this. <laughs> I want to work on this with you. And that started the whole thing. Wow, that's so weird when somebody comes to you with an idea that is so you. Was that, what was that? Well, that, that's why he did it, because he felt like it was such a, a thing that I would do by myself anyway. He just wanted to make sure that he, that he wasn't stepping on my toes. It was very, you know, uh, very nice that way. And, and uh, yeah, and I just thought that immediately, like, this is a great idea and we need to do this. And then you went out to, who who approached Daniel Radcliffe? How did you? Well, this is, this is like nine years, 10 years later, because it was just a, a viral video for the first decade. And then... Um, um, uh, then Eric and I thought, well, it would be amazing if Daniel Radcliffe wanted to do this. You, you had him in mind when? Yeah, you... we, we had like a short list of actors that we thought would be good, but we thought, oh, Daniel's our first choice. We got to have Daniel, uh, and we were on a Zoom call with with Daniel Radcliffe, which was kind of surrealistic, and he'd read the script, and you know, we weren't expecting him to to you know even like it necessarily we he was getting on zoom with you yeah so we thought but you know i think we take we've taken a lot of meetings and mostly it's like oh yeah this is really funny we'll let you know <laughs> kind right. of thing. but but on the first zoom call daniel was like yeah i'm in where do i buy an accordion i want to start practicing right now I'm like <laughs> what <laughs> really yeah he was like so, apparently his girlfriend aaron was like a big weird al fan and would have killed him if he'd said no <laughs> that's fantastic and did he learn? Can he play the accordion? Oh, you know, he's not ready for like a one-man show, but uh, he he learned well enough to to fake it. Uh, you know, uh, he worked with a friend of his in New York named Pete, and then I gave him some private lessons once he came to LA for pre-production. Uh, and and for the for the small handful of people that really know or care, he is in fact playing the right buttons on the accordion. I told him he didn't have to. He didn't. You know, we could shoot around it. We could make it look like you're playing the accordion, but it, it was really a point of pride with him. He really wanted to make it look look right. That's fantastic that he put that kind of, and when you sit back and you see something like this, I mean, it's just like a. Does it seem like a dream? Does it seem like reality? It's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, it's very surreal. I mean, it, <laughs> you know, because because things fall apart, as you know, in Hollywood all the time. And it wasn't until we were done shooting that I thought okay, I think I might be making a movie because <laughs> at any point things can just go south. I mean, we, we had a very uh, small budget and a tight schedule. We had 18 days to shoot the whole movie. That's it. That's crazy. It's cr and that, and we're in the middle of COVID. So if, like if, if one of our stars got COVID, we're done. I mean, there's no reshoots. It's like the, the movie's over. And and I, the whole every day I was like, please, uh, no tragedies today. Let's get through this. And and we did it. It was a small miracle, but we got the movie made, and it's out. And uh, now I can kind of go, yeah, I guess I've got a movie. Did you guys have to do one of those crazy like bubbles lockdown thing to shoot the movie if it was in the middle of COVID? Yeah, you know, you have your different zones that you're allowed to be in, and every single morning you you had you know you had your testing and. Um, and we, we only had one person that showed up and was positive, Aaron Paul, who started in the original Funny or Die video as right. me. Uh, he was going to do a cameo appearance. Uh, and he showed up and he tested positives and he had to go home. And he was, he was, he was heartbroken. And he, and he was sick as a dog for the next 10 days. It wasn't like some mild case. He was really sick. Wow. Uh, so that was our only casualty. So we, we missed him. But, but that was we, just for a cameo. It was for a cameo, yeah. So that's not bad. Yeah.
So that's great. And then the, the rest is like history. Um, I, I, I want to continue. And the reason I wanted you to come on here is I want to do something with you. Okay. I wanna, okay. So that's done. I have no idea. <laughs> but I'm just such a big fan. I just want to like make a video with you or do something with you. Are you online? Are you on TikTok? And, uh, not, any of- not TikTok. I'm, I'm Ali, Ali Yankovic on Twitter and, and uh, Alfred Yankovic on Instagram and I think Ali Yankovic on, on YouTube maybe. Do you do your own oh, yeah. posting? Oh, yeah. I won't yeah. let anybody else do uh, be me. <laughs> yeah. So do you like social media? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a time vampire. I mean, I enjoy it, but it, it sucks away a big part of my life because I'm, I'm always like, you know, ego surfing and seeing what people are saying about me and, and you know, trying to, you know, it, it's a good sounding board because anything that you do. Is it? Do you get? Yeah. But people. But who- people are negative. Like there's so many trolls, even if I don't think it's a good sounding board because it's mostly negative regardless of how great what you're putting out there is, isn't well, it? I, I mute those people, I so I never know what they're saying oh. about me. <laughs> really? So but, it's all positive reinforcement. Yeah. Oh, wow. So then that's a good time yeah. suck. You know, that's just... <laughs> that, that's... Um, you, it is such a... You and I have been in this business so long, I think that the landscape is so changed, yeah. you know? Like, uh, you you really benefited from the MTV era. Oh, absolutely. You know, right. that's that was so... Like, the, the sweet spot, yeah. right? Where yeah. you can make these long, long form, the short form videos, music videos... And talk but that doesn't really exist anymore maybe on reels well, like, it's, i mean yes online i mean you know, obviously music YouTube. videos still exist so youtube is still obviously huge right uh i reels i suppose but yeah mtv was you know it, it used to be uh there were gatekeepers there were people you know in a, in a glass tower in new york that would decide if your video is going to be seen right. uh and thankfully they let my videos be seen but but nowadays there are no gatekeepers like anybody can upload a video uh and if it's good chances are people will see it but I think more people would probably click on your name than just the average person doing it. Yeah, which which is why during the early days of Napster, like every single bad song parody was by Weird Al Yankovic, apparently. Because <laughs> they would put my, my name on it oh, wow. so people would listen to it. But it wasn't me. Like, And some of them were like horrible. Some of them were vulgar. Some were racist. And, and I've had so many parents saying like, I used to like Weird Al, but not anymore. Can you believe what he did? So people were putting up shitty stuff yes on you under your name oh, what, yeah. were you able to do anything no, about it you, you can't police the internet really it's it's you know <laughs> it, it's one of those kind of things where it's just kind of like you have to just let people know like if my name's on it it's not necessarily me do you remember the last time we bumped into you i do okay i i i i, I, I have a memory this is probably not the last time but i i remember uh i came to see you at the comedy store and i was like sort of near the back of the room because i don't like to be near the front because i you know you get you get picked on if you're right, at a comedy right, show in the front right. and you came around and you were like 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 making fun of the audience and then you saw me and then you you didn't do any you gave me like this look of acknowledgement and i felt like oh i'm in the club you're like club. A, a professional courtesy he didn't like <laughs> spend five minutes like tearing me apart but this is this is this is my memory i don't remember that but i do remember that it was just a, two or three years ago in hawaii, hawaii right yeah new year's a new, new year's, year's a new year's show oh, at yes. the hotel like four years ago i think and uh, was that the alice cooper thing yes yeah 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 so it was alice cooper and aerosmith right, and, right. and steve tyler and you were there and jackie here my daughter is such a huge fan and she said can you get me his autograph, right? Or a picture yeah, with him. We picture. got a pic- I, I have got a, a picture of you with one of your Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> in Hawaii. Were you performing in Hawaii or you were just there? Well, I was there for the for the Alice Cooper thing. So we was I was one of the, the acts that night, I guess. Yeah. And then so th- that was uh she wanted your autograph and you were very nice. You gave your autograph. Did, are you good do, uh, do you like when people approach you for your uh, autograph or I don't mind or, it, sure. Why not? Because there's somebody here that wanted okay. your autograph too. <laughs> who who was it? Who wanted I also autograph? thought it was amazing because usually acts after they're done will go like backstage and just hang out out backstage you were watching like every single act oh, i'm a fan so, of all you know yeah. you were sitting in the audience yeah. want to watch, watch like uh, you know steven tyler and alice cooper on stage i mean i used to you know the last time you know when i was a teenager i would be in a uh you know uh, an arena like three miles back watching alice cooper so you know you know what we should find? I think there's video. I think you guys all went up after and they asked you to come up too with like a cowbell. And it is the, he has zero rhythm. Zero. He <laughs> can't no, be on beat. No all he musical. had to do was hit a cowbell and you could not do it. So I think we should find that video. But too. here's what I wanted to do because we were talking about, uh, I want to do that. So it's one of these, one of uh, my crew members who wants to, ha- was it, who wanted to have his autograph? Who was telling me? Seth. Seth. Seth wants, he's a huge fan. 
He wants an autograph. I know we're right in the middle, but he wants a permanent autograph. For, like on his forehead? No, he's going to tattoo it. You're going to oh, write sure? it for right, real? right now. Yeah, he's going to. Really? Yes. <laughs> of course. Of course. Really? I've, I've, there's a lot of uh, weird out tattoos in the world, oddly enough. But have you actually made it? I, yeah, I've done that too. You can, So you're going to tattoo Seth? Oh, actually tattoo him? Yeah. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, I think you are. <laughs> let, let, if he's not comfortable, just show him what I'll, to do. I'll sharpie it on, but I don't think I'll. We brought a tattoo if you wanted. Oh, man, you don't want this. <laughs> you do not want this. No, he, it's, he, it's not a first one. It's not a first it's not one. A first You'll one. see. He has him all over his body. He's a big fan. I'm, I'll do it for you. Okay. Oh Yay. I don't want this to start a thing. Don't come up to me after the show. It's like, here's a tattoo gun. Yeah. All right. No, no, this is the one and only. One and only. Yeah. All right. Oh, what am I Look doing? Look at him. He's such a Are fan. Sure? Are you really sure? Yeah. Yikes. He's wearing a, He's sure. He's okay. a big fan. Well, he's a big fan of us, too. He's wearing our stuff merch. Oh, you, man. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm not licensed Wait, or anything. Wait, is that taking to know off anything? his pants? How are you going to get it on your leg? Are you taking off your pants? You have what? You have oh. swim trunks on? He kind of thought. <laughs> oh, look. My, oh, that's my man. son bringing a... Uh, Are you sure? You're uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you should be the one that's more worried than him. No, Seth doesn't care. Seth doesn't care. He's such a huge fan. He doesn't show up to any of our podcasts. He said you have uh, Weird Al here. He's my favorite. And I... Perm look, look. Get Come here. Do I this feel like, camera. Jeremy, can we like, Do play like, sexy music while... You don't have a camera there, Seth. He doesn't want to be filmed taking off his pants. Okay. Those are swim trunks? These are all my people that had... Okay. What, those are... those are? What do you have there? Let me see what you have there. Son's name right there. Oh, oh my son's been on your thigh? Oh, wow. All right. Okay, so he sit beside you. Hand sanitizer? This is so... Is there blood involved? I've never been around a... Paper towel. Paper towel? Who Does he have to put on gloves? Yeah, yeah. Band-aid. Okay. All right. It is definitely the first tattoo I've ever given. There's wow. hand sanitizer. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs, but he does. He will carve give his tattoo. name into a strange man's thigh. Yeah. Okay. Is you just barely got to touch it. Yeah, just barely touch it. Light, okay. light touched. Okay. What an amazing opportunity. The person you're with is not smiling. <laughs> is she okay? Who is that? Is that? No, are, that's not. Oh, she's not with. No. no. <laughs> are we plugged in? This is exciting. Look, how many times have you had to put on the one place you got to put on gloves on a podcast? The Howie, is Howie Mandel <laughs> does stuff podcast. That's not even for uh, tattoos. It's just gloves. What? What do you mean what? Okay. So this is what are you gonna, what, Seth? What do you? Uh, you've been is a fan. Just, you have his albums. You've been listening to him for years. Yeah, of course. So growing up, my mother was very strict with what I was allowed to listen to, and it was Christian music and Weird Al. I, I, I hear that a lot, and it always surprises me because even though I don't swear in my, my songs, some of them are really dark. I mean, like right. violent and like... <laughs> so it was you and Jesus. <laughs> Jesus isn't here today to give him a tattoo. <laughs> so that's... What is that? What are you opening up now? Uh, Talk out loud. It's what? A needle. Okay. A needle. Needles. Okay. Okay. So you want me to like sign your leg and then go over with the needle? Is that the idea? I just go straight with the needle. Okay. No, There's no easy. practice. One oh, and done. No pr okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh my gosh. Where do you get this equipment? Where did you get this equipment? Just uh, Amazon Prime. No, you didn't. <laughs> All oh, right. Uh, so this Great is from Jeff. And how do you ensure that it's done? Do you have alcohol or something? Uh, we got gloves and he's got gloves. I've got gloves. Well, I'm sure well, this yeah. doesn't look like the first time he's done this. Look, all his friends have tattoos. As long as like... he's clean, I'm good. Are you clean, Al? I'm uh, mostly. Where were you before here? <laughs> <laughs> what have you touched so far today? Give oh. us a list of all the things what you've touched. What haven't I touched? Oh, okay. Gosh. All right. Is this the weirdest autograph you you've ever given? You tell your daughter this. I, I, this is th cool. This might be it. I mean, I've, I've autographed a lot of odd body parts and odd things, but I've never literally given a tattoo to anybody. What is the odd oddest, most uncomfortable body part somebody has asked you to write on? Mm, uh, I, I think probably butt. Yeah, uh, man or woman? Uh, I forget. <laughs> From that <laughs> angle, they... it's all the same. Yeah. 
But yes. do they have you like write your name and then they'll tat- They'll go somewhere and get it. He doesn't tattooed? know what they do after he writes his name. It's hard. It's hard to know. But there are probably people with Al Yankovic uh, tattoos. Oh, you know, you should okay, you should do this. Maybe put this up as a okay. visual. Uh, search for Weird Al back tattoo. Weird Al back tattoo. And there's a guy Jenny. that's got my image like bigger than life across his entire back. Really? Yeah. Well. We're well, there's see a that. lot oh, there of you. Is. There, there it is. is. There it is. You see it? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So here's what we're going to so do. So this is nothing. So, Seth, take off your shirt and let him try to copy it. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be easier if we swap spots. Okay, let's do that. So uh, Should I? I'll just... You walk around, Seth. All let right. him slide over. So this is my microphone. Oh, this is a better microphone anyway. Is it? What was I doing with that other one? Okay. Is this it a better microphone? Oh. Okay. The needle is in. Do we have all of our guests sit in front of the worst microphone? I have no idea. Oh. Sound has never been an issue. On Can we show. start over? This is so much better. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll just... Kyle, he's saying the sound is better on that microphone. Is that true? So, Kyle's he our sound not... guy. Uh, I, they, they should be the same. <laughs> oh, so you haven't been listening. Maybe it's the headphones. Have <laughs> you not been listening for the show? Okay. To the show? Sounds the same to me. <laughs> he doesn't... But didn't you lose a lot of your hearing? Okay. Have you lost some hearing? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you do this on do this. Say it on Mike, uh, Seth. Sit sit down right. and talk to him. I've, I've, so I've got I've got a pedal which I'm hitting with my foot, which is making it buzz. Buzz. So what that, does it do? So hold it near. Hold the hold the thing near the mic so we can hear okay. what it does. And oh. what is that doing? It's like a sewing machine. I guess so. We're gonna. Oh, that's a faster so you, one now. You step up. What? So you just dip it in there. I dip it. Dip it. Dip it and forget it. Dip it. Forget it. And dip it good. So oh show me God. exactly where you want this. No, don't. Oh, don't really? show him. Let him guess. I shaved for you. Right, oh, right there. Right there. You God, shaved for him? I did. Okay. How did you know he was going to say yes? He just, you know, planned. Did you shave or wax? Uh, shave only. Shave only. So, <laughs> so how, how often do I dip? Like like one just, dip per letter kind of uh, thing? Yeah, just I'll let you know. One dip for a full <laughs> He'll line. He'll let you know? For a full line? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, so I, so well, I, how long is a line? We'll, we'll just go with the flow and see how it looks. <laughs> so do, go with do the flow. Do I hit the pedal before I dip it or do I dip it and then hit the pedal? Put it in there and hit the pedal a little bit. Okay, it's gonna. Okay, you're not doing that. things exactly. Uh, am I doing? Am I? Oh, oh. see. Not what happened? Good. What happened? It's there's splattered. ink all over the place. Oh, sh- now it's good. You're good. You're good now. <laughs> what? No, Better no, ink on, than blood. It's on the needle. It's on the needle. We're okay, good. Okay, okay. Here we go. Uh, wait, wait. Why are you checking both legs? This is a huge. Do you not know what leg you wanted on yet? Here we go. Are we doing this? We're doing it. Okay. All right. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. What happened? What did I just do? Paper towel. It's, it's fine. <laughs> what is it? What Was is that it? blood? <laughs> Made a Rorschach test on his leg. There you go. Uh, is it the first line? I, I got the first. Okay. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, oh. Is it good? Okay. Then. Oh. Why are you? Why go. are you going? Oh. I don't oh. know. I'm so nervous. Oh, We're all silent on a podcast, just okay. watching him get a tattoo. Did it work? Oh man. Is there uh, blood? A. Not yet. A. Oh, He's God. never done his signature this slowly before. <laughs> Did you want to choose a font first? I'm doing Times New Roman. What? Let's <laughs> do some more ink. Okay. Uh, so, and also, he wants a butterfly around it. A butterfly <laughs> and or a rose petal. Gosh. Tramp stamp. This is crazy. Is it? He's an architect, though, so I feel like he's a good artist. That doesn't make him an artist. And he uses tools and rulers oh, and compasses, and he doesn't use... Al, if you're just listening now, Al Yankovic, weird Who's Al. Who's tuning in right now? Who's tuning in right this second? No, but I'm saying if they're listening and not watching it on YouTube. Oh. He has a needle uh-huh. that he's dipping into ink, Al, and then he's jabbing it into the thigh of a man he met <laughs> 10 minutes ago. No less. No less. This is a long name, too. We'll send it with Al. What? <laughs> just weird Al. It's just well, weird Al. That's all you want? That's all I need. What, what oh. have you been writing? I, I'm Weird Al, but usually the, with the full autograph is a Weird Al Yankovic. No, this go, go, one Yank, of, one of Yankovic. Kind, one of a kind. Yeah, Al Yankovic. <laughs> Al Yankovic. Uh, no, are you Al Yankovic you the first? Choose. You can't or choose. Third? My body, my choice, Howie. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just it. Weird Al. Just Weird, weird Al. Al. Man. Okay, well, I, th- I think that's it. Maybe. This is good practice for next time I'm in prison. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I love it. It's my new favorite tattoo. Is it? Is it? What does it look like? Wow. Stand up and well, face this Let me camera. clean it off. Let me clean it it's off. It's got that nice architectural no, lettering, we too. We want to see it filthy right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like... great. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Are you limping? Oh, oh, uh, I just got to sit on my leg weird. 
Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's a first for sure. You're an artist. You're an artist. <laughs> a tattoo artist. Yes. See, he asked you what you want to do in the future, and it, you didn't even think it would be a tattoo artist. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm open to new experiences, and yeah. that was that was one of them. Yeah. Wow. What this guy? You met him. Where was this guy that has it on his back? Uh, that, I think that was like four four or five years ago. He just came to one of my shows, and we had a meet and greet afterwards. And he goes, can I show you on my back? And I'm like, yeah, sure, of course you can show me your back. And he showed me that. That is amazing. It's not as amazing as Seth's because no, Seth's was done the by the artist. Yes. It's an original. <laughs> That's just a numbered copy. Yeah. <laughs> this is, oh, here he is. Let's see what, how it turned yeah, out. It looks really good. Really? Look, really? Everybody agreed in the back. Yeah. Everybody agreed in the back. It looks really good. Okay. You said, okay, yeah. stand on the couch. Stand on the couch. Right here. Look at that. Oh, my oh, gosh. It's good. It's really good. It is Ow. good. You know, like, like in a likeness, I could do like a drawing of myself. Oh, well, now <laughs> he went from, I don't know if I want to do it. <laughs> so he's he won't take the gloves off. He's doing No, he's that's the better than it. even the other ones. That's, on your that's better than all the other ones. Yeah, this is, yeah, all the other ones. So, who else do you have? Yeah, Alex back there, shout Just out. Just Alex. <laughs> we got Andrea back there, shout out. We got Kyle back no, okay. there, shout yeah, out. Nobody that's known. We got Jeremy back there, shout out. Just uh, everybody Jenny. that was here today. Yeah, he yeah. came in with clean legs today. <laughs> People have been drawing all over his thighs. I can't thank you enough, Al. <laughs> My pleasure. What do we want to plug? Do we want to plug Australia? When? What are the dates for Australia? Uh, I, I, you could go to weirdal.com. All the dates are go there. Go to weirdal.com. Buy the merch. See the movie. Listen to the music. <laughs> Have the full Al experience. That's it. And if you really like it, find out where he is. Go there. Buy yourself a little tattoo pen. Do you and want I'll tattoo some of you any part of your body you like. Do you want some of our merch? Sure. We do. St we have stuff. I know it's not. We don't do Hawaiian. What do you want? You want a T-shirt? You want a hoodie? We should make a Hawaiian stuff shirt. What? 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 What are you pointing oh, at? Oh, it's sorry. on the floor. What do you want? You want... Uh, uh, sorry. We have bl black hoodies that say stuff. We have hats that say stuff. I like all sorts of stuff. Do we, you want everything. <laughs> she wants everything. What size are you? Uh, large or extra large, depending on how they run. That's extra. Here's extra large. One. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Uh, 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 toss and... Oh, made it. Got there it. we go. Oh. You got extra large stuff. Beautiful. Yeah, if you want more stuff, you can go to HowieMandel.com. I will. I'm not talking to you. I'm oh. talking to the people at home. You, you, you went to Howie Mandel. You get your stuff directly from the source, <laughs> just like he got his tattoo directly from the I source. I just got another tattoo, baby. Hey. <laughs> who, who are you talking to? Al. He's making a song reference. Wow. Song reference. Oh, I get it. Okay, just got another tattoo, baby. All right, you've been great. I no, wish you. you nothing but uh, success continued health and uh i'm looking forward to our uh promised collaborate yes indeed collab <laughs> thank you howie thank you jack get the gloves off for you that was so fun yeah, that, was so fun. that was crazy that was <laughs> unbelievable i'll get a better shot too once it's cleaned up okay that was great